Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. If you're still working from home, do you have an office party to go to? If you're back in the office, did you have one in the last uh, couple of years? Probably not because of all the COVID restrictions on gatherings and pubs and restaurants. So for many people, this might be the first year that they'll have been out and about with colleagues in an organised Christmas party by the employer since 2019. But what sort of problems can that cause? Well, Schaefer Rush is partner of Lewis Silken and head of its Dublin office. It's an employment law specialist. And uh, Schaefer, are companies uh, taking a big risk perhaps by putting on uh, Christmas parties given the risks of things going wrong? Hi, good afternoon, Matt. Um, no, I don't think that they're taking on a, a big risk, provided that they are very clear with employees and communicate about appropriate behaviour at the Christmas party. Um, I think, you know, obviously there's been a gap in a number of years with COVID that people haven't been together. And, you know, some employers are quite excited to see their employees reconnecting. They want to boost team morale. And provided that that is done responsibly um, and enjoyed by everybody, uh, it should go well. Yeah, define responsibly for me. I suppose it's, it's well. I suppose it's what's most important is is to uh, is not to assume that everybody in the workforce has common sense about appropriate behaviour. I mean, certainly, it's well established that uh, you know things that go on at workplace social events just because they're outside of the office, it doesn't mean that an employer isn't liable for something that happens at them. Um, employers have a duty of care from a health and safety perspective to prevent improper conduct that puts uh, the welfare of employees at risk. Now. Equally, employees have a duty under health and safety legislation not to engage in that kind of behaviour either. I suppose in general, though, what you might see at at Christmas parties would be more around anti-bullying or, you know, harassment or sexual harassment. And they're all covered under the Employment Equality Acts. Um, And in order to be able to defend a claim, for instance, arising out of an incident, an employer must show that they have a, 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 you know, a dignity at work policy or an anti-bullying policy that employees have been trained on it and, you know, that it's monitored and, and, you know, that they've communicated by way of a gentle reminder to people in advance of social events that, you know, it is a workplace event and that they do expect people to adhere to to codes of behaviour. And, you know, even if there is behaviour which might not amount to breach of, of a legal responsibility, employers may still find themselves at the end of a complaint which they have to resolve internally in accordance with their procedures. So, you know, they can be saving themselves a lot of bother by just uh, being mindful of communications to employees in advance of, of social but Schaefer, events. Isn't there a problem there that you expect people to behave appropriately at a venue in the same way as they're expected to behave in the workplace but in the workplace, they don't have access to alcohol. True. And a lot of employers are certainly, I suppose, reviewing how they, um, how, how these types of um, events work. Um, it can be helpful to be very mindful, particularly, uh, you know, we have a much more diverse workforce than we would have had maybe, you know, 20 years ago when people just went to the pub or for dinner for, for Christmas parties. And, and I, I think that there is probably a move away from, you know, the, the normal food and booze and maybe just rethinking how these things are celebrated. Um, 
So, you know, some employers might create focus groups or they might just think about and engage with, with employees about are there other ways that we can get together and, and reconnect without necessarily, um, you know, all going to the pub and, and you know, drinking lots of alcohol. Um, but sorry, can I ask, if somebody mm, was to go and get excessively drunk and do something which could be a disciplinary offence, even a firing offence, can they turn around and say, well, actually, no, it's your fault because you gave me the free drink? Well, some employers are limiting the amount of drinks. So you'll you'll probably have heard of people maybe getting tokens at these events. Um, employers are, are obviously reminding their employees about this. I mean, I have heard that used as a reason um, in, in previous cases. But, you know, I think that where an employer has reminded employees of their own responsibilities to their colleagues, um, you know, it, it's probably, you know, it, it could be taken into account. But does it exonerate the employee? I don't think so. What about then if any employee uses drugs, which are not supplied, obviously, well, by the illegal. employer, but if they do decide, <laughs> as often happens on a night out and is becoming increasingly common to use illegal drugs as well as alcohol, what then is the employer required or expected to do? Well, uh, I think that's similar to around the, the responsible use of, of alcohol. There's, there needs to be communication around, you know, drug use is illegal and will not be tolerated at a workplace event. And, you know, maybe if necessary that the, the, the guardie may need to be called if it transpires that employees are doing that at a workplace event. Sexual you know, assault mm-hmm. clearly is an illegal act. But what about flirting? You know, what if somebody is has eyed up a work colleague over the course of the year and finally gets the Dutch courage to start trying a conversation or to start making suggestions. Could that as well lead to disciplinary action? It could, yeah. And and certainly I wouldn't be relying on Dutch courage and I wouldn't be relying on the Christmas party if you if, if an employee was uh, did decide that they wanted to ask a colleague out. And we are seeing more of this. Um uh, I think that the the uh, you know, harassment and sexual harassment in in the statutory context is unwanted conduct, which and and in the sexual context, it's it's um, conduct of a sexual nature, which uh, has the purpose or the effect of violating somebody's dignity and creating a hostile, degrading, humiliating, or offensive environment. So, uh, not not the place to um, to to build up that courage and make those approaches. So if somebody, some clown starts going around with a sprig of mistletoe and hanging it over somebody's head, multiple people looking for a kiss, does that person be told, get back in your box, go somewhere else, you're not allowed to do that here? I think so. It's not 1975. Um, and I think most people now know, well, or should, or it should be communicated by their employees as to, to what uh, what's appropriate behaviour. And that certainly isn't. OK. Now, what about the people who don't want to go? Um, some people I think at times feel pressured to turn up at a staff party and feel that if they say no that they will fall out of favour with their employers in relation to that does the employee have a right to say I do not want to go Absolutely. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but there was a, a recent case in France where an employee yes. won the right to be boring and, and not to socialise with colleagues. Um, and actually on further reading, I think that employee probably made the right decision given um, reports of what went on at those social events. Nobody should feel under pressure to to celebrate or or uh, you know to 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 attend these events if 
they if they they don't feel comfortable doing so and you know post covid there may still be people who have vulnerabilities and don't want to do that um you know it it can't be something that an employee could be uh disciplined or chastised or retaliated against for i mean you know certainly that that i don't i don't think that would be wise and i wouldn't be advising any employers to be putting pressure on anybody to to attend the the workplace events around christmas and one final one that just brings up if there was to be a covid outbreak in the place of work the following week which could be traced back to the spread at a party uh, would there then perhaps be liability issues for the employer uh, um, I, I don't think so to be honest because of the, the issues around like public health it's very difficult to prove that that the covid you know may have been at the at the at the foot of that and and to prove that employees were doing everything that was um advised in relation to um public health guidelines and most employers will have been very responsible at the time around that you know around social distancing etc and you know certainly we're seeing outbreaks of winter flu type symptoms and people are being advised to stay away where they have those symptoms right now um you know we have our christmas party tonight and unfortunately two colleagues have have flu and cold and it's not covid but they've decided to stay away. So, you know, there's, uh, I suppose, personal responsibility and making sure that people are taking the precautions to try and prevent the, the spread of these types of things. Thank you very much, Shifra Rush, partner at Lewis Silken, head of its Dublin office. Here's a listener, Paul, who says, I said the last word Christmas party is a laugh a minute. I suspect that's meant a little bit sarcastically. What is a laugh a minute Christmas party? Does it involve being righteously drunk? Does it involve sexually harassing your work colleagues? Is that what you mean a laugh a minute would be? Tell us what you think an appropriate Christmas party and behaviour is to 087 102. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.